Are we becoming one of those boring married couples that, like, just talk all night and never have sex? Seriously. Well, I'm literally blowing you. We were thinking visibility is the answer. Now is the time we need to be louder and prouder than ever, completely unapologetic. It's too sexual. We're so sorry, we could take that out. We'd be happy to take that out. Here's one, six foot two, athletic, down to fuck, and believes HBO's The Night Of is a scathing critique of the American criminal justice system. He's right, the system has been broken for years. Let's simple face pics. Welcome to Queer and Art Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Kraft. You just heard a snippet of a teaser from my next two guests' new series that's coming out called Michael and Michael are Gay. My guests are Michael Feldman and his husband, Michael Rockless. Michael and Michael are these two genius comedian, actor, writers, creators who have made a series that kind of reflects their lives as a married gay couple and the fun fun and funny adventures that they go through. They've premiered a, uh, they've premiered an episode online already which I will be linking in on our Instagram and Facebook, etc. But they have a whole bunch of new episodes coming out within the year, so please make sure to follow them and subscribe again with all the links I'll be posting. I'm so excited to announce that we are having our first queer and art event called Queer Pulp happening October 19th, Friday, 7 p.m. at Akbar in Los Angeles. It might be a little too short notice for some of y'all to get this memo, but we are definitely probably going to do more of these events, branching out into different little cool happenings to create spaces for intertwining um, of our community. So this event will be screening five short films. One of the pieces is from my next guest, Michael and Michael are gay, an episode, a brand new episode from their show. So if you are around and you get the memo, come down, come on down, it's free. Come grab a drink, come hang out with some queers. It'll be a wonderful event, we're really excited. Please uh, subscribe, check it out online and stay abreast of what other events we might be planning in the future. So without further ado, please enjoy the hilarity of Michael and Michael. So I'm, again, in my living room, hanging out on the couch with two, I mean, what adjectives do I even use to first say how I feel about you guys? Hilarious, funny, never the same, doesn't change, like all that amazing Lady Gaga stuff. Uh, Hilarious, artistic, different, new. Michael and Michael, Michael Feldman, Michael Rockless of Michael and Michael are gay. Thank you guys so much for doing the podcast with me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Y'all don't need to move. I'll just move around okay, too, by the way. So relax, chill, sit back. Chill, sit back. Is that, is that sit back. No, it's perfect. I like to sit 
Um, so this is the first time I'm doing one of these with two people. So this is exciting. And they're, they both have the same name. If you're listening, I don't know exactly how we're going to differentiate the voices. So maybe one of you uses like Our a... voices are different. Very different. Like. But also we usually go by last names too. So like I call him Rockless. He calls me Feldman. So. Oh, that'll yeah. work. And that's Feldman talking when he says yeah. that. Yeah. I'm Rockless. <laughs> Love this. Okay, so there you go, y'all. That's it. Um, so I first... Uh, Saw you both. I think we met at a party once, uh, a couple blue moons ago. I think it was at my apartment. I'm saying I think, but I know it was. And not uh, this apartment, though. Not this apartment. My old one. Anyways, I, I think we. I then searched for you guys on Facebook. Became Facebook. I don't know. Anyway, no recollection of this. Actually. It's all good. I mean, I hate you, but it's where all was good. The, what was the? Where was it? Where it was, was at my apartment, like behind El Cid. I used to live over there, like near Akbar. I don't know. Anyways, I saw these. I'm curious. I know. You don't go to like cool house parties in Silver Lake very often, so. Oh, hun, you were there. Yeah. Um, We're cooler than we thought. I might have been, I I tend to like change my look a lot, so I might have looked like completely different. But anyways, I have followed you both on Facebook since, and something that really uh, drew my attention was when you guys were first raising money for your series, Michael and Michael, Michael and Michael are gay. Um, and with this promo for it that was just fucking genius, where you guys were, like, running around WeHo, I think. Yeah. Um, so to the listeners, Michael and Michael, uh, write, direct, star, produce. Not direct. Not direct. Not direct. Yeah. Oh, but so. Write and direct. produce. Yeah. Okay. And act. Yes. Um, a web series. Why don't you guys tell me and them about it a little bit? Um, so, let's see, uh, so Michael and Michael are Gay is a web series that's loosely based on our lives, it's like an exaggerated version that's kind of like the emotional truth of our lives, which is to that's say that crazy. like, yeah, it kind of like, it takes things the way things feel and puts them into like actuality, like the idea of somebody like turning 40 and then becoming invisible, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then like that would actually happen in the web series, and it kind of just goes through like our adventures about feeling like both kind of like very involved in gay culture and also kind of outsiders within it um and uh, and then also the new challenges of being like in a committed relationship um but also being involved in gay culture mm-hmm. among single people and other people that are coupled up and how different people define that and what that means and, and often we describe it as uh, like uh, broad city, but with two married gay guys, yes. basically. Yes. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think I saw somewhere that it was like Kirby Enthusiasm, Broad City at a gay rave. Yeah, yeah at exactly. a gay rave. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. Because yeah. um, we're very, very Jewish. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, first and foremost. Yes. And then we're gay. <laughs> <laughs> All these different um, layers of identity. Yeah. Um, so I should also say that you two are married in real life, and on the series, you guys are married too, right? Um, and Something that's just so yummy about it is that aspect that you guys are married and I'm, uh, I've been lucky enough to see an episode that I'm show- uh, we're getting to see in another event coming up at Queer Pulp, but I can't wait to see more of the scenarios and the situations you guys have written about. Is the, I'm sure this question's a little dangerous, but is the series based on truth is there where where what's what was the beginning of the series how did you guys come up with it well i think you know our lives are just so insane to begin with and just like fun and cartoony but at the same time very just 
were like just a married couple, and but there was nothing really reflecting our relationship that we saw out there, either on TV or in other web series. Um, and a lot of other times we saw like other uh, shows uh, portraying a gay relationship, something like Uber Serious, you know, and like talking about and. Like, for us, that's why, I don't know if you saw our first episode we did was uh, Threesome Night. Yes. We just really wanted to kind of, like, not make it be about, like, are we going to do it? Are we? It's just, like, a part of our lives. And we and that, to us, that was fun. It's just, like, portraying this, like, happily married gay couple that we happen to do this and do that. You know, like, it's just a part of our lives. And it would seem kind of possibly, like, weird to other people, but it's just, like... Inherent in our lives, kind of. I guess know. the short answer is yes. It's uh-huh. like it's based on reality. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I, I think like probably ninety five percent of it is like real, and what isn't real is like again, like what I said, like emotionally real. It, yeah. Like it's the feeling of it. Um, like in I, the episode you saw, the the dinner with Straits that we're showing next week, it was like the underlying anxieties of like how do you discuss our relationship with a straight couple, like, friends and stuff. Like, we have that in our lives. Like, we don't feel as close to some of our straight friends as we do to some of our, you know, gay friends just because we feel like we can't maybe talk about everything as Mm. openly as we can with our gay friends. Um, And I think that it's, like, is, you know, are those fears, like, real or imagined? And we don't really know. But it's, like, but I think it's our truth is that, like, we definitely like experience <laughs> them as real, even if we're just creating them in our own minds. Yeah. So I, I think we just wanted to give voice to that experience of like navigating something that there's not, um, there's not a, like a, a road path for road mm-hmm. path. That's not a word, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so that we're, you know, when we interact with straight couples, not sure if like they're going to like accept the way that we construct our marriage or validate it. And do we really even want their validation? What's that about? And so I, I think that's kind of where all of the episodes start from. Yeah. Like, um, our underlying anxieties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it does kind of all work. I'm it, not kind of, it does. I mean, it's, it's like a, a planet's aligning thing in terms of just like all the ingredients that you guys have mixed together for the series work. And I know you're, you're, that episode is specifically, you know, about that anxiety with straight people, but there is a lot as someone who's not married and hoping to one day be married or just even navigating relationships in general, watching that episode, I was, I was, just as like in it as they were. And as I can imagine other straight people, you know, lifting a thumb up and seeing a gay relationship or a gay marriage first accepting that they're all different. Right. And the fact that gay relationships are still, or gay marriages um, are still kind of a new territory and world that um, hasn't really been spoken of in quite the way you guys are doing it. Um, So is there what is there any like commentary you have about marriage you know especially being gay that well, i'm just curious about yeah well i think the important thing that i guess that we'd want to get across in something like this is more that like we don't speak for like all gay people by any means uh-huh. and like that's so, why we put that you know I disclaimer that, yeah. in the biggity <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but i think that like the idea is that we definitely have a marriage that works for us mm-hmm. and uh, and i and i don't think that it's like talked about and i think that we get a lot of and I think it is disruptive, so I also understand like why there's pushback about it. But um, and I, and I think that's kind of what gay marriage brings to the table in the sense of like when you are you know like uh, two people that have been in, like committed really two 
like two men that have been in committed relationships for like a long time, but have never been able to like bind it with marriage in a way that society in a certain way like um, validates it. Um, and then and then you're like, well, you know, they never said that two men could be together. So why why do that? Why does it have to be monogamous? And like, and of course, there's lots of straight marriages that aren't monogamous. Mm. But but again, like the the primary narrative is that like they're monogamous. It's for children. It's you know, and like we don't have those kind of uh, concerns. You know, that like building a family structure maybe isn't the chief concern about it. Maybe it's more just like finding a way to like feel stability in our own you know relationship and being able to celebrate you know like our love in front of community mm-hmm. and like and have our government uh, like um you know validate this relationship that we feel is as valid as anybody else's relationship mm-hmm. but that there is like lots of different ways to construct that and it can deal with like you know shared responsibility and uh communication and uh, you know like sexual expression in lots of different ways uh and I think I forgot the question. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious about this pushback you're talking about. Like, where is that? What is that? Well, I just mean that, like, um, I, I think that if you are in, like, for instance, if, like, we have straight friends and then they find out that, like, we have an open marriage, which we don't really talk about. And we don't even think about it as having yeah. an open marriage. Because mm-hmm. for us, at least, um, like, it's just we have a marriage and then, like, we do sex however we do it. And that's just our thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that if somebody finds out, oh, we had, like, a third over, like, a few nights ago, I think that there's a lot of times that, like, a guy will be, like... Oh fuck! Like uh, my my wife would never let me have like another girl in our relationship, and then and then they'll be like, or sh- I said that to her, and she's like, well, you can have a guy in our relation, you know, add a guy. And I'm like, no way. Or she's or the guy says, yeah, I like let's have a guy, and then she's like, no, 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 I don't want it, because I just think that like different people like um like view sex differently. Like yeah. some for us, I think it, it we do just tend to separate it very physically. Like sex is a physical thing and it's an expression and even when we're having sex with a third person, it's kind of something that bonds us more because we're all like, oh my God, isn't it cool? Like this other hot person and us and we get to like have a cool like exploration of experiences and I get to see you be more dominant than you are with me and like all but even beyond like the set even just like well, that we like to like go to raves also right, you know exactly. like but at the same time we're like a very domesticated like yeah kind of you I know, can believe that Jewish couple yeah yeah so I mean I think that like a lot of times you'll get pushback from people because they'll feel uncomfortable talking about it because suddenly we've changed the conversation so it's like if these guys are having like thirds in their marriage does that mean that I'm being like a bad wife because I'm not letting a third in our marriage or or vice versa I'm not I'm being a bad husband it's like are we so sometimes I think people think that just talking about it openly kind of like forces a new variable that they want it to be put to rest Mm -hmm. and so I like I can understand I guess how that's disruptive but the truth is is that we can all like exist and like live our lives our own way without it being a threat to each other Mm -hmm. and uh and I mean like it's it's harder I think like nowadays because people are so like they like they come from a place of fear a lot more often. So like the, you know like anything different is a threat to the way that my way has been. But the truth is like, you know, different people are just different, and like and you can love them for that. And also, gay people we don't you don't have to like accept gay people because we're just like stray people. Because I think that was a big uh, yeah. like part of the marriage equality movement was like you know like gay people are just like you you know right. like you know they're your your brothers and your friends. Like well, so maybe they are maybe they are a little different. Maybe like sometimes our relationships are different. It doesn't mean they're any less valid. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, something that I just want to like. 
uh, highlight about what you guys do and have created with Michael and Michael are gay is just the, the relationship that you see between the characters in the, in the story, but also they are having these, I guess, like alternative experiences with outside people that might seem out of the ordinary to the straight conditioned society, but seeing you guys acting so happy with each other and, and things being okay, always kind of checking in with each other and makes me be like, oh, wow, like that's nice to see. It's good to see a different color of this, you know, w whatever it is to be gay or, or queer, which I will ask you guys about again. <laughs> um, so thank you for creating it because I think it's really important. And I, I, I'm, I connected with you guys because I want to do anything I can to help share it. So thank you. So getting into it, um, what is the process? Like, because y'all crowdfunded or crowd, so I, well, I don't know what the right word is, but y'all really just, I guess, made a choice to make something, create it, and make it happen, and, um, and you have. So w how did it start? Where, what was the beginning of it? What was the well, I think we had the idea that we wanted to make a series about uh, like our lives because I think that w what we found out really early on is like that we're pretty like normal traditional people in mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, in one uh, sense, <laughs> well, just like in the heteronormative sense, sure. the, you know. But we also like have trouble saying no, and what I think that's done, like when you mix that with the gay world, is we've gotten into like a lot of I think situations that people would view as extreme. But this is the thing, we're also very open. So yeah, it's like- We're we, adventurous or like, you know, we'll, we'll try something like, oh, that was interesting or like, that wasn't for us. Okay. And, but, and there's a lot of the comedy that so, comes yeah, from that. Yeah, we have very conservative sensibilities, but also the inability to say no, and then also get in very like non-conservative situations with our conservative sensibilities. And then it's like, hilarity ensues. So we're just like, oh, this keeps happening. This, this could be a series. Mm -hmm. um, and so we wanted to just- like, And we're also, even though we're like, both named Michael, both of glasses, we're both Jewish. Like, we're very similar. As one of our friends puts it, we would go out for the same roles, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, as actors. But we are, we could not be more different. Like, okay. And I think that also, that is, you know, perfect, like, comedic duo kind of, uh, yeah. like, teaming. You know, like, I'm more emotional, more anxious. He's the... Part, you know, he likes to have more fun. Is I'm kind of like cleaning up the mess that he makes after him. Uh, somebody described us as, and I think this is kind of perfect. It's pinky in the brain. I love that. <laughs> totally. So we definitely have that kind yeah. of yeah. like uh, dynamic. Uh, so we knew, like you know, from early on, we we're like, this is worth exploring as, especially as a comedic web series. And again, because we're, it's not something we often see, you know, out there in any other... And, and I think, and also when we started writing it, we're like, well, nobody else is going to put this up and fund it. Uh, so, <laughs> and also if we wanted to make it the way that we want to make it, like we need to have control of like the funding stream just so mm. that we can call the shots. So yeah. that's why we're like, well, how are we going to do it? Um, like crowdfunding seemed like the easiest, like the, the best solution. And do you guys write together? Like, what, what's that? So you're sitting at a table with two computers, and it's just, like, back and forth? Sitting at a Pretty table much. with two computers, but then we'll switch to one computer, and then one of us will type while the other talks about it, and then, Vice versa. you know, we'll have, like, yeah. little fights, and then, like, and then the other one will take the computer and type, and then... Uh, yeah. So it's that kind of... Uh, yeah, 
I mean, that's the process. So. Yeah, and then or we'll give each other homework after a session and be like, okay, well, I'll write this because I have a good idea in my head about what it should be, and then he'll take another thing. And Yeah, sometimes I'll have an idea for a scene that I see really clearly in my head, so I'll write it out, and then we'll meet together, and then we'll like revise it or vice versa. Um, yeah, I, I think it just kind of goes, like, wherever the discussion takes us and whoever feels more passionate about that kind of scenario... Um, you like there, we, we wrote episodes even for a second season and I think that like, there was one that like, uh, um, Feldman was really like passionate about and I was all like, I don't even get it. So he just like wrote that episode and then we, uh, and then we go over it together to kind of make sure both, both of our voices are in it. Uh-huh. Um, so you wrote, uh, let's say the first season yeah. and got it funded. How many episodes is it? So it's six episodes okay. altogether. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then they'll, we're going to release them sometime before uh, the end of December. Yes. Um, we ended up, uh, you say, we ended up shooting three episodes yeah. with the money. We were supposed to shoot five. We had the first one that we released during the crowdfunding as like, Hey, this is like a sneak peek. This is like the tone of all that. Right. Right. Um, which we found to be very successful to like release during the crowdfunding because it made people see like, oh, okay, they're serious about it. They're actually like making stuff. And it made us feel good also. It's like, yeah. we're not just asking for money. Like, Hey, look, we have a product. Um, and that's outright, like, people could just go watch that right now. Yeah, exactly. Just yes. Google yeah. Michael and Michael are gay, and then you can see Threesome start, Night. Threesome oh Night God. is the name of the episode. Do it. I'll also link it and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so then we were shooting five more episodes. We ended up shooting three with the money we raised. Um, but we're super proud of what we have. Like, they're really, really high-quality episodes. You know, like, the three very distinct short films almost. Um, and now we're just finishing off the, uh, like figuring out the last two episodes to kind of shoot basically back on a shoestring budget, like the threesome episode was. Um, but yeah, it should be, uh, cool. Interesting. Well, I can't wait. It's brilliant. I mean, it's just so good. I, I know I have like, we agree. <laughs> I know. I hope you do oh, because yeah. it's like You're taking the words out of our mouths. <laughs> I, I really yeah. think you guys are like groundbreaking. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, sir. Um, no, it's, it's fucking genius. You guys are so fucking funny. Um, I'm right. cursing cause I'm like starstruck. Um, right. So I'm also curious about where you guys kind of were from or what, like, I don't really know any of that about y'all. So let's start with Feldman. Sure. Well, uh, I'm born and raised Brooklyn, New York. No way. Yes. Cool. Uh, are you? I am from New York. Oh, I'm from well. Greenwich Village. All right. All right. But my dad is from Brooklyn, cool. Bensonhurst. Well, I'm, I had a lot of friends in Bensonhurst. I'm from Sheepshead Bay. Okay. And uh, then went to school at NYU, stayed in the city for a while after that, did some like sketch comedy with friends, and then... Moved out here about 10 years ago. Um, yeah. And then we met on the da- dance floor. And I found out he went to NYU too, but after me, I did not know him. Okay. Then, so. Yeah. yeah. And so I was uh, born in Washington, D.C., okay. but uh, lived in uh, Chicago when I was really little. Evanston, actually. And then moved to Israel mm. when I was three. And then moved to Southern California when I was 10. Uh, Irvine, and so uh, and lived in like a suburb of Jerusalem called Modine um, when I lived in Israel, and so kind of went from like Israeli suburb to California suburb. Um, so like surprisingly similar, like yes. oh like, totally like yeah. Well, no, honestly, like way more than you think because oh, like totally. the little the village that I grew up in, in Israel had like three kinds of like track houses, like Spanish style houses that were like like repeated into perpetuity, yeah. and then you go into like like this other place. It's like another planned community with like three little style houses so it felt it was surprisingly similar i mean like less hebrew Uh uh-huh um 
uh, and then um, and then yeah, went to high school in Irvine, and then um, and then went to NYU for college, and then came back to LA, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, um, and then I like came back to pursue acting, um, but uh, but came out here. I did Teach for America right out of college, cool. so um, they placed me in like South LA, and so that's why I came out to the West Coast as opposed to staying in the East Coast, and then. That was, yeah, my last year's when I met him. Okay. So... And then Love Blossom. Love Blossom. And look and at you now. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I love that. That was one of the par- partial theme of our wedding was cherry, cherry pop, like pop rocks and cherries. Oh, <laughs> cute. And it was, each table was a different celebrity Michael. Can I ask about your wedding? Because yeah. I'm obsessed with weddings. No. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> where was your wedding? In the Malibu uh, Jewish Center, Recon- Reconstructionist Jewish Center. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it was, this theme was Michael's. Each table was a different celebrity Michael. <laughs> and my, my bar mitzvah theme, because I couldn't make up my mind for a theme oh back God, then, was, was Michael's World. At each table was a different hobby or interest of mine. Wow. But there was a giant sign that said Michael's World with like Beavis and Butthead in the corner and like Jurassic Park in another corner. And then we had, my parents flew that out so that, Michael's World sign was oh <laughs> after our wedding. It was like there. <laughs> yes. Wow. No, and now it lives in our garage. That so. sounds like like eerily familiar to my bar mitzvah. Actually, mm-hmm. not to make it about me, yeah. I'm in my jaw <laughs> no, here. Um, but yeah, my bar mitzvah was Academy. I couldn't decide, so it was Academy Awards slash like old Hollywood Great. theme, yeah. and I did have a giant. Um, Frankie Hollywood sign that was that now I am going to make sure is at my wedding. I don't care what the other guy's name is. The sign and board for my bar mitzvah was me sitting. Well, it was my face (laughs) on top of a cartoon me sitting in a director's chair. (laughs) Oh, that's see, like we were on the same vibe. I also had um, I I went like the annoying extra mile of like in my invitations. Uh, assigned everyone uh, a celebrity to mm-hmm. like show up as, I guess. And then we had an Academy Awards ceremony okay. that, of course, I won and hosted. Wait, every guest at your bar mitzvah party was assigned a celebrity to. Yeah, that's like, amazing. Like my friend, like my my friend who had like straight black hair, Bob. I was like, you're Courtney Cox, and like. <laughs> Um, you know, That's like great. my brother was like Brad Pitt. That's like yeah. both super bossy and very considerate. Cause you're like, very let bossy. me like, yeah. very bossy. I also like, awesome. um, uh, what was it? I also like wanted to boycott wearing a suit, which was like so stupid now, but I put up such a front because I'm such a fucking homosexual. <laughs> and instead of like doing it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear like a, a, like a silly tie. So I wore like the dumbest like Hollywood Boulevard like walk of fame fucking tie and now forever I have just have like photos of me and my bar mitzvah looking like a total tool I mean unlike most kids in their bar mitzvahs you look like incredible <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. yeah the, the least one. awkward time of your life <laughs> everybody looks amazing yeah I was just like <laughs> fabulous um, also we uh, we had we told everybody just look as crazy as you want like anything you've ever wanted to wear somewhere like wear it cool. and so we said like we, wear what makes you feel awesome in yeah our, uh, and so like everybody it just looked like a carnival like everybody was just like 
you know, dressed to the nines, like in these crazy outfits. People and we wore like Mickey Mouse outfits. Like people wore like weird, like soldier outfits. Yeah, and like, we told, um, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? We, no. t- we told, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, soldier. Outfits. Well, I don't know. <laughs> what what you call, Jason about? and Todd, what would you call what they were wearing? Like they well, were not they were, like, soldiers. Yeah, there was like, bl- it was like a soldier style. Sh- there was like, weird. they were wearing like these super chic, like tux, like tuxedo with like they these tiny top hats. They were like weird. With tails. Like, tiny yeah. top. They maybe it was soldiers. What are you? They were soldiers. <laughs> no, it was like sort of like Buckingham Palace style soldiers, but on all black is sort of what they looked like. But I guess it was a tuxedo. So I guess I was wrong. <laughs> exactly. But if I and then we also told uh, women <laughs> to know. like if they had been married, like wear your wedding gown because we didn't have any brides. So it's like love... why not? So we had seven pe- women in their wedding gowns. Yeah, what was so. that energy? Probably it was awesome. Was I mean, it was like it was like and our suits were like also insane. Like I wore like a really bright floral suit, and he uh-huh. wore like a bright yellow good. suit. Okay. Yeah, um, so it was very rainbow bow ties. I might have to share one of those photos when oh, this yeah. episode yeah, comes yeah. out. It was yeah. like, I mean, you know, it was like a, a Molly trip, basically. Yeah, it goes that far. But, uh, several people yeah. were on Molly. There's several people were on Molly. <laughs> you know what? Bless. Yeah. yeah. Friggin' bless. Yeah. yeah. I, well, that was really funny. Like, when my when my mom found out about, like, the wedding, she's all like, <laughs> she's all like, um, so we're going to be serving alcohol. And I was like, yeah, that's what happens at weddings. And she's all like, okay, and will people be smoking weed? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe sometimes people oh, smoke weed, you. and if they bring it, like, it's legal. Like, uh. it might happen. She's all like, okay, okay, um, can you just promise me this? I was like, what? She's Uh-oh. like... No cocaine at the wedding. Oh my I was like, whoa. I was like, I was like, how cool do you think we are? I know. Why do you think we're single? And she's all like, like it's like it's okay to have special K, which at the time I didn't even what? know what it was. I had to she look it up. That? Yeah, she's like, like special K is fine. Why was she okay. say, And I was all like, where are you getting the like, like so like co- like where is this coming from? Where? So, well, yeah, I mean, she's that said all of the, the, all the BYOK. things were there. So you know what? She yeah. was right after it. Now fifty four, your wedding. Yeah, we had um, our, my friend dressed as a unicorn. He was the ring bearer. Okay. And my writing partner, uh, who was in her mid thirties at the time. Was uh, the, uh, the flower. flower girl? Oh my god! So, yeah, and my dad's a rabbi, and he officiated the wedding uh, along with, with his dad, dad, who's it a food inspector. It gets better. Like literally, hashtag it gets better. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was great. Fun. Oh yeah. my god! Wish I was there. Jealous. Um, I've never been like, to a gay wedding. Really? No. I mean, Ours we only we'd only been to our first gay wedding that we'd ever been to was like a few months before our wedding. So yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's interesting that you don't. I mean, yeah. this is the thing. When you get to a certain age, I feel like just a lot of friends get married all at once, and then you're like, never been to a wedding until like, I've been to eight weddings. Right. Yeah. Um, so I also have this like fantasy I've made up in my head, not a sexual one, but when you guys first met, was it like, hey, what's your name? Michael. And like, what's yours? Like, Michael. It's kind Decent. of like this. Yeah. pretty close. Um, we were I, both drunk in the dance floor. Yeah, we are just like dancing and then like making out and then like uh, and just like talking, like having chit chat in between making out. And then at the very end of the night, I was like, what's your name? And he's like, Michael. I was like, ugh, gross. What's your last name? He's like, Feldman. And then, and I honestly like am not that into this as a question, but I was like, oh, you're Jewish? Oh my God, yeah. And then, and I literally never asked you, he's like, and I was like, okay, here's my number. And then literally because he was Jewish, like that's why, because I was so sure that I was never going to see him again or ask. And, and what did you have me in your phone as? Uh, I had him in my phone as Michael Handsome Sauce Feldman. Love it. Very, Aww, cute. Like, yeah. So, yeah. 
And that was and that was the beginning of everything. And we mm-hmm. we met for sex a few times, mm-hmm. and then we're like, like talked oh, a little bit more after sex every at time. And then we're like, oh, you're cool. Like I should get it's to know you. Yeah. Awesome. And that was how long ago, if I can Seven add? years ago? Way. Yeah. Props. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Y'all got material. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, We've been married for three years. I mean, you know. Yeah. We're not even newlywebs. Like, we we're going to make it a newlywed web series at first, but we can't even. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're too committed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. The statute of limitations. Yeah. Is up. Um, so, uh, I also like to talk to everyone who I um, have on the podcast about their like queer awakening um in terms of being an artist you know i don't know if y'all like that word or not but uh i definitely would say you guys are artists from what i've seen already and you guys you you do a bunch of different things as well um but was was your come i mean it, it's so annoying to keep talking about coming out and that experience well but actually i mean, I mean it's the day for it, it is the day <laughs> oh my yeah. god it's national coming out yeah, day yeah, let's talk about it yeah, come on okay let's talk about it yeah. well actually i mean i kind of like the perfect answer with that when it comes to like art and making you know stuff queer art um i it nyu i was like when i was first like coming to terms with my sexuality i didn't really know like how to come out. And what I found, I'm sure like, you know, all gay people have this feeling. It's like, I have to keep coming out to like coming out to my best friend. Then I'm coming out to my parents. I'm coming out. Like you have to keep having that conversation and doing that. To this day. Yeah. So I decided to write a solo show about it and basically come out to everyone at the same time. What the fuck for all? And yeah, and and it came out to everybody except for my parents. This was your first coming out, basically. Like I came out to you know a few friends knew and stuff, but then I I just want to like yeah like I'm just gonna blow open the doors that and stuff because I was like taking this class at the time at NYU called Cow Creating Original Work, okay. and that's what I realized like I love doing this like creating my own work, and um, I wrote a solo show about being gay in my conservative Jewish family and like playing all my Jewish, you know, family members. And, um, and, uh, it was called diagnosis Jew pain. Oh it was based God. on because I'm like clutching. <laughs> table. I, uh, I, I found, um, I, a b- sophomore year of college, I was like going through this rough time, like not eating not sleeping, barely getting all my work done on time. Like, and I woke up one morning and I couldn't move my jaw without this extremely intense shooting pain coursing through my jaw and like branching out all over my head. And I went to the doctor and I found out I had, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, lock jaw. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he get prescribed me muscle relaxants, which I was very e- eager to take at the time. Mm-hmm. And I fulfilled the prescription very quickly. And on the bottle, it said, take two tablets three times a day as needed for Jew, for Jew pain instead yeah, of jaw pain. pain. And I, I was know, like... It, and we, he still has the bottle. It actually I still have the bottle. And I'm like, that's the best typo I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I talked about like my life feeling... I was like, oh, if only it were this easy. Like, wow. take two tablets for Jew pain. And that like landed right in your lap for you. Exactly. And then I'm like, oh, like, and then I kind of made like the metaphor of like feeling like a typo and like, you know, this one thing wrong with me and stuff. And so then, you know, and then I, I, so I did it at school and it got all this recognition. And then I started, um, just applying for different festivals and I got into the New York fringe and then I started, uh, being like interviewed in all these like 
LGBT Jewish queer themed um, newspapers. And uh, that's how long ago it was, it was a newspaper at the uh-huh. time, <laughs> not even online. Right. And, uh, and so like, I was like, before my parents read about this at all, like anywhere else, I need to tell them. And so I kind of came out to them through that. I'm like, hey, so I'm out. But I, 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 uh, I'm gay, but I, I do this show and I'm kind of successful at being this. <laughs> so that's it kind so of, perfect yeah, though. all kind of uh, at the same time. Kind of, you know, and they were like... Whole, Cute, or were they like? Well, I came out to my dad first because I knew that would be way easier, Uh and he was adorable. He was like, you know, I uh, it's not for me, but I'm glad that you're like great. It doesn't have to be for Uh you. I'm like, so uh, when do you think we should tell mom? And he's like, do we have to tell her? Like, she knew right away. Like, Uh it was gonna be that was gonna be tougher. And then when I finally did come out to my mom, I. Came out to her in the middle of the Sheepshead Bay Diner in Brooklyn, New York. Because um, I knew that would be like, okay, we're in public. It'd be a She's little, not going to make a scene. Not going to make a scene. She <laughs> was crying, though. And I thought like, oh, everybody here is like imagining like I'm, I'm uh, breaking up with my mom. Like, uh-huh. That's what it felt like. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then she, the only way that she knew how to like deal with it was she loves celebrity culture. Like I, growing up, we would always watch... Jeopardy at seven during dinner, mm-hmm. and then at seven thirty we'd watch, um, E. Uh, what is what was it's it? Your Hollywood Story? No, it's um, Insider. One of those shows, like basically like Tonight? Entertainment Tonight. That was it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I was there. One for my dad and one for my mom. And so like, so of course I came out to her. She was like, "So you're like Madonna?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" She's like. Well, you know, she fooled around for a while, but maybe it was just the phase of like, it's not a phase. Well, you we like Madonna, fine, whatever helps you go. But like, uh, but eventually, you know, yeah. came around to it, and um, yeah. So that was that was basically the story of uh, me coming out to my family. So good through art. First, yeah, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you want me to go that deep into my well, coming out story. I mean, it, it was a yeah. very mine's interesting too. Uh, like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, mine was a little different just because I was just very... Uh, I, I didn't go through puberty. and like I went through puberty very late. Like, mm-hmm. really, it didn't, like, really kick in until, like, beginning of... Or mid, midway through freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, like I, I basically started getting pubic hair when I was, like, senior year of high school. Um, and so, like, my, my big, like, coming out thing, or, like, or fear or whatever, was, like, I had, a, like, a small penis and, like, no pubic hair. Like, that was my overarching, like, right. high school fear. And, like, nobody, nobody ever called me, like, faggot or anything. Nobody ever was, like, me, like, I was, I had lots of friends. I was a theater nerd, but nobody, like, I wasn't one of, like, the gay-seeming theater nerds. Right. And it was literally because, like, I was just, like, asexual. Um, or at least, and then also, um, but I also, like, had this, like, very big drive to, like, you know, be popular and have attention and things like that. So, like, like I had a lot of, like, very bro friends, and they would, like, hook up with girls, and so I'd be like, oh, I need to get on board with this. I need to figure out how to right, do it. Right, right. So I would hook up with girls or, like, um, go out on dates with girls, and then they would try to, like, feel my penis, mm-hmm. uh, and then I would be all like, no, 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 you first. And so, like, like I, I just did this on a whim, like, because I had, like, seen it in, like, American Pie or something, probably. Uh-huh. But I would, like, 
I just, I just took down a girl's pants and like, and then went down on her, and she like loved it. And then I was she like, was very popular. <laughs> yeah, so like that was my move. Like um, that, like nothing so, for me. And I would, and literally, like I would do it forever because they would be all like, no, now let me do you, and I'm like, no, 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 I fucking love this. And so I would just like, I was like, oh my god, so good. Like I don't even, I just get off knowing that you're being happy. Um, and that is so wrong. And then, and then meanwhile, I, I mean, like in retrospect. Like this all makes sense, but I also like I did like comedy, uh, comedy sports, like comedy improv in okay, high school, yeah. and uh, for whatever reason, and I was I just thought the water polo team was the coolest because I was gay, but in my head I was just like these guys in speedos are so cool, their bodies are so cool. Oh my god! So I like I got cool. them to all do yeah exactly yeah. like that's just what my brain. You got them to all do what? comedy yeah. sports. Oh, I got yeah. Them to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them to all go down the girls in front of me, and I just watched it. I was the no, that that yeah. did not happen. All right. Um, uh, but so th- those were like kind of like the two um, like themes going on in my high school life, mm-hmm. um, and then also just I was like very academic and nerdy and like weird, um, and then I uh, I got to college and it, and I oh and then I also created this kind of narrative in my head because of it that like. Well, because I, I knew that I wasn't attracted to girls, but I also wasn't really attracted to guys, or at least my brain wasn't, like, letting me, like, even think of it in that way. So I just thought, like, oh, I'm a hopeless romantic is what it is. Mm-hmm. So the reason I'm not attracted to girls is because I'm not in love with them. Like, when I'm in love with a girl, then I'll fall in love with her. Uh-huh. And, like, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I let myself off the hook. I was just like, love will come and hit me someday, and then, like, and then I'll be, like, sexually attracted to someone. Have you discovered porn yet? I like, this is, I, like, my, I... I got, I've been watching porn because I have older brothers okay. um, since I was like five. Like I've been oh. like in the room, you know, while they're like like looking at stuff. Wait, and it was like the beginning of the internet, you know, like AOL, like dial up stuff, and like waiting like fifteen minutes to see like a single picture of a vagina come through. So in, in my head, like I I just assumed that like porn was never that sexual for me, I guess, in that way. So the idea of, like, not being turned on by porn, and I didn't really look at the penises either. Like, it just had been so ubiquitous in my life that, like, like, although towards the end of high school, I did notice, like, penises made me uncomfortable. Uh I couldn't figure out why. So I did, like, in the rare occasions that I would watch porn, I just watch lesbian porn. I wouldn't really get anything out of it. I didn't masturbate. Like, fully did not masturbate until my sophomore year of college. Wow. Um, Like, didn't even have, like, uh, I, I... couldn't even like ejaculate until yeah it was it was nuts um so i mean so different childhood i always think about this all the time like very different childhood really like to i mean i i started masturbating at like in third grade yeah i feel like me too well i never had the so i just never had the experience of like feeling closeted in that way um because i was just like because i was just shut off like and it didn't bother me because I had other things that kind of like took my attention, like academics and like drama and other things. And then I went to college, and I kind of still was just like like that. And like, um, and then I, I did notice this when I got into theater school. Like I would read like lots of Shakespeare and things like that, and I'd be all like, I I just be, like try and get like the emotional truth of Hamlet, and I'd be all like, how can he be like so broken up about Ophelia like this quickly? Like there's no like he's barely known her. He's known her for a day. And, like I was like, that's not how things work. And like like. I, like, why is he crying right here? Like, because I was just, like, so, like, emotionally... I women that much? <laughs> <laughs> right. I just assumed that it just never happened yet. So, I, it, was, it, was, it was a very convenient narrative. Uh, somewhere after my sophomore year of college, though, uh, I went to L.A. for, like, an internship. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was in a play, and the casting director saw the play, and he invited me over to his place um, for, like, a, a general meeting. 
Well, he invited me over to, like, his I'm office confused, first. Yeah. He invited yeah. me over to his office for, like, a general. And uh, I didn't know what a general was, but yeah. it's, like, a meeting where it still doesn't really make sense. But no. it is something that happens. Yeah. People, like, casting directors invite you over to, like, their offices or whatever, and they just want to, like, talk about what you're interested in and get a sense of, like, who you are as a person. And, like, right. you know, you show, like, you know, your, like, unique perspective. And, uh, um, and so he kept changing the time and making it later and later. And then he's like, you know what, let's just meet at Starbucks. And then when I was on my way to the Starbucks, he, like, texted me. And he's all like, no, just come over to my place. I live right down the street from the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm I leaning forward. What, yeah. what happened? So I, was, so I went there, and, um, and I'm like 19 at the time, and, uh, and I think that this is like a work meeting, because it still doesn't dawn on me that there's anything weird. I'm just like so excited that like right. a casting director who like legitimately, like, well, you know, I like looked him up on IMDb. Like, he was like a working casting director that like did a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, he, was in, he was like interested in me, and we he as soon as I got there he's like you want a drink and I was like no it's like it's a work meeting this is a test and I was like I'm 19 I can't drink and I was like nailed it uh, <laughs> uh, and then he, he and he's like no 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 it's fine he like made me a vodka oh, orange juice he's spacing um, you yeah and then yeah. but uh, and then he like we we watched he's like well we had a conversation just about our lives we were connecting like um you know we wrestled in high school and like we we're Jewish we lived in New York um and then he's like well I just cast this pilot like do you want to see it and like I think there might be some roles for you I was like oh my god yes and uh and so he's like dims the lights and like and it's like a big sectional couch actually not unlike this uh. that he like opens up his laptop and we'll watch this like this pilot for ABC that hadn't premiered yet. I was like, this is such a big deal. This is amazing. Um, and then it's like an hour-long pilot, and he keeps trying to, like... So he's, like, right next to me, and, like, uh, he keeps trying to, like, nudge over and get closer to me. And I was like, oh, he wants more room. Uh, and we start God, off, like, in one you. side of the sectional couch. <laughs> but I literally, because I'm so, like, just cut off from this kind of thing as even a possibility. Sure. Like, the idea that he was hitting on me was, like, so foreign. It just wouldn't, it didn't enter my mind. Good. So I was like, so he just kept scooching over, and I just kept scooching over. So by the time we had done the pilot, like, we had started on one side of that sectional. We completely moved over to the other side of the sectional. Like, like time lapse. Like, yeah. just, like, like and, to the point that I was actually crouching next to the sectional, like, while he was on the edge, like, just watching the pilot, like, he was moving his computer, like... Did you ever feel like, I need to go? Like, no, no, it didn't get there, uh, like, I mean, it just, it never felt like that, and then after it, he's like, come and sit down, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry that I was, like, taking up too much room, like, I knew it was, I knew something was weird, but uh. I just... It just never crossed my mind what. Um, And when I sat down next to him, he started talking to me about it. And then all of a sudden, I started getting, like, a fear response. But it wasn't actually, like, it didn't quite feel like fear. It was, like, arousal. So, like, he started talking to me and, like, softly put his hand on my leg. And I got a boner, like, immediately. And I was all like, this is so unprofessional. I have a boner in front of this (laughs) casting director. Like, that's, uh, and and so all I had was, like, I was like, oh, I'm feeling fear because of the boner. Um, and the idea that it was arousal didn't even like run into my head. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's talking to me, he's like, you know, the, the, the lead, the father in that show, he could play your dad. I was like, oh my God, that's such a big comedy. He's like a very attractive leading man actor. Like he could be my father. Ha ha ha. Uh, and he's all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you're cute. And I was all like, and I like literally in my head, I had like fight or flight stuff going on, yeah. but I, there was no reason for it. Like nothing really seemed dangerous. So I was like, I like, I don't know what's happening. Why am I? Why am I erect? Like all these things. He's like, "Yeah, you're really fucking cute." And he leaned over, mm-hmm. and at this, and at, at that moment when he leaned over, like I, I could see him kissing me, and I, there was something inside of me that, because I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna turn away," but there was something in me that said, "Don't turn away, like lean in." So I did. I kissed him back. It was like fully because there was something that just 
wanted to experience it. And then I kissed him and I ejaculated like oh immediately, <laughs> which, which he did not notice. And, that's how he felt and then I was literally gay. like, and that it was, it was right, literally like a light bulb. About. And I was like, holy shit, I'm gay. And, and I was like, it was like literally like flashed before my eyes, like all of my high school experience basically. Like, that's why all the water polo guys, like it all came back to me. That's why I don't like girls. He was always there. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I was like, no way. This is nuts. Uh, did he know that this was going on? He didn't know any of that. Uh, what, I wonder what he would have thought. <laughs> no, I told, I asked him about it late because, uh, so then I beca- like immediately was like, oh my God, I'm gay. Like, wait, am I really gay? I need to figure this out because I was like, I'm too old to not know if I, like, if this sure. is the thing or not. So I was just like, like, fuck, I need, like, uh, before I leave this apartment, I need to like get all my shit together. So I just was like, uh, like, uh, so I just ripped off, I just became super aggressive. I ripped off his pants and just started, like, blowing him. And I was like, gay guys, blowjobs, that's the next thing. Um, uh, and then, like, and it <laughs> never had to be in the closet. And it was, and no, I just, like, unleashed so his dick, and it was, like, gigantic, oh, and also, like, no. misshapen. It was, like, uh, curved, very curved. Oh my and God, I was, like, below his spot. And then, and then I just, like, I, like, like curved my head around to be on it. I was like, this is awful. Maybe I'm not gay. And it was, like, gagging me. And I was just like, I was just like, let me just keep doing it until, like, I know whether or not this is. I was almost sure that I wasn't gay by the end of the blowjob because it was so bad. But I was so ravenous that he's all, like, Obviously, he took that as like a he wants to escalate this. He's like, let, like let's move this to the bedroom. And I was like, oh fuck, he wants to have sex with me. And I was like, well, I bet like it's like now's the time, because uh, I was like, I want it. Because in my head, I was like, if I do everything right now and then I leave this, I can just close this chapter and I never have to like I'm either straight or gay. Sure. Like so, I'm gonna do everything yeah, possibly that like gay. Like, I was like, I need to fit like a lifetime of gay sexual experiences into now, and then I can close the door on it or like totally blow up my life. Okay. Um, and so then I like, went to the bedroom. Like I'd never seen coke. He like took out cocaine. I'd never <gasps> seen that before. Um, this guy. Yeah, he, he put on a cock ring. Oh my god, uh, like, this never, guy. Yeah. So, and right. I, but uh, this is the thing. Like I was like, and gay. you should see a picture of him from. Yeah, when I was he very was very young looking. looking. I looked, looked like, like I was, was fourteen. Yeah. I'm dis- I'm this, this story is, like, is hilarious, but I'm disturbed. I'm but this, I mean, like th- he was clearly inappropriate. Like yeah. I would say, like because people. <laughs> you were the unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> but it was it was completely consensual. So I also want to like like stress that because like I knew at every moment like uh, like I didn't expect it to go there, but I do remember very like sincerely like the moment when he was going in to kiss me that like he was going slow enough that I had time like in my head to like 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 go out of there and it would have been but okay. He was casting that pilot. Yeah, but it was like after he showed you the no, pilot no, no, sure. and, and, like, like and the he sun. had me over to his house and then he got me the alcohol like the clearly lights. inappropriate. But it was like it was an inappropriate use of his position but consensual sex. Sure. Um so anyways, that said, so he's like arch your back and then he just like went to town and we like had sex for hours. Oh, wow. And it was like and he like was like throwing me around like doing hours. new positions like <laughs> No wonder he needed cocaine. <laughs> and, well no, like that was the only time that we stopped. He was like going to town he would like did like like cockering like cocaine more like flipping me around and I was like I wasn't even sure if I liked it or not but I knew that like this was the other thing I knew that like it was definitely turning me on okay like I didn't like the sex itself I could have like given or taken it but I was like but I was very it was clear to me that I was attracted to him so it was helpful in the sense I was like 
oh, I'm so gay. And the, and I was all I was filled with was just like gratitude to him. <laughs> I was like, this fucking gratitude friend, and this uh, like, and he yeah. was like more than twice as old as me. He wasn't really that attractive. I was gonna, like, I didn't want to ask, but I wanted to ask if he was hot. No, he was like not hot, but not like hideous. But he was, he was fine. Okay. But like, but the thing is, but I was, and that was that's how I knew that I was gay because I was like this guy that's like. He's not, like, an attractive man, but he's a man, and I'm, like, just filled with gratitude for his, like, sexy body uh-huh. that's, like, and it wasn't, like, a sexy body, like, in objective terms. Sorry. Um, and so it was, like, it, so basically, like, we, like, fucked all night till, like, 5 a.m. He, like, fell asleep after, like, a Coke binge. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, I'll let myself out. <laughs> and I was, like, and I was driving home, and the first thing that I did was I called my dad and no, left a voice not. message. Yeah. Uh, and it was he like he was never in the closet. Wow. Yeah, it was like, and I was literally like, "Dad, we really need to talk." And <laughs> the next weekend, as soon as like my internship was over, the week I drove down to Irvine from LA and just sat my dad down and was all like, uh, "Oh no, it's the next day." What am I saying? It was literally the next day. I was like, "Last night I had sex the with a guy." Down the next day, the come like. Oh my! Wait, was it? Maybe I waited a full day and it was the next morning. Okay. So I think I probably went home. Went, uh, like, uh, yeah, went home, went to sleep. Uh, like woke up next day, I went down. I was like, last night I had sex with a guy. I'm pretty sure I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And he just like breaks down crying. Uh, and I'm thinking like, oh, he said, and he's, and then he like comes back with like, I feel so privileged that you had, that you like, um, felt so connected to me that you could tell me that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And he was very sweet. And then I waited like five months to tell my mom, uh, and she did not take it as well. Um, but also in like, I mean, a very Jewish, like a weird Jewish mother way of like, she was, um, she was, um, I just, I, I'd always been closer with my dad and he's like very sweet, um, and like very loving. And my mom's a little, uh, like colder, you know, just like that. She's just like, like very like uptight. Like she's like the disciplinarian. Um, and she went and gone back to school, like for psycho, like to become a psychoanalyst, Mm -hmm. which she is now, but. She was very much in those classes okay. when I came out to her, and she was all like, well, you finally found a way to reject me. I represent all women, and Mom. you found a way to reject all women. I was like, whoa, bitch, whoa. it's not about you. I mean, I didn't say that, but that was my thought process. I was much nicer about it. But wow. she didn't talk to me for months. Uh-huh. Uh, and she was like, months. yeah, for months. She was like, whoa very hurt and it was like she felt like this was like my way of like really like screwing in the knife and like choosing my dad over her because like you know it's like literally like Freudian psychoanalysis like it all goes back to like the mother and father and like that's that's the so ideal fucking crazy yeah <laughs> yeah and, and then just to connect that I know that Sarah. I've been going on just to being an artist like what I what I realized when I'm back to school was that like suddenly every play made sense uh-huh. that like the emotional up and down like I was I literally like bloomed in a yeah, way that like I know Hamlet wants to kill himself <laughs> <laughs> well I was like oh my god because literally like when I was I thought about this like when it was like 5am as the sun was coming up writing this text message to this casting director that had just fucked me all night uh-huh. like I was literally saying to him like I know I don't I, I know it's too early to be in love with you but I feel it oh and I feel like God. you've opened up new worlds to my life and I'm just so filled with gratitude and you're amazing and like and he didn't even know that this was my first time yeah uh, now I'm like he's probably like oh this is why you don't show them the pilot <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Uh, so um and it just like it, it made me realize that like um just like the transformative power of art like I just like literally the uh, 
it was such a clear metaphor for me for like like the the transformation is possible in like really unexpected places and that like and the power of like like emotions to like you know transform your experiences and then you know like talking with other gay people about how they come out and they've had like virulently homophobic parents that then completely come around and march in pride parades like it's such yeah. like a testament to the the power of like of the human spirit to change and redemption and so many like things that you talk about in art and the way that we like construct you know the universe of civilization and so it really like hit home to me mm-hmm. that like the important role of like storytelling right. in in the world um so anyway, yeah. well in light of national coming out day um is there anything that you would like to maybe say to people who might be in the closet about coming out um i mean i'll kind of start this one off i just feel like uh it's tricky because I think, especially when it comes to artists and creators, we need all the visibility we can get. I mean, that's part of like my plight as an artist is just like visibility, glass breaking, like radicalism ways of expressing my queerness to normalize it or make it more, you know, um, yeah, normal to, yeah, visible. Um, but I do have that awareness that, you know, it's not, necessarily safe for people to come out um not to get all too deep or serious with with this fun convo we're having but um is there anything from your experience that you'd like to maybe share about coming out more than what you've just expressed from your coming out story but um maybe tips or advice or something well i mean i this isn't personal to me but i think it is just like a good rule of thumb that i would say that like if you are thinking about coming out like make sure it's safe Mm -hmm. um uh and i think that nobody you don't have to feel like you have to force a timeline to come out um you know if it's going to let if you know if you're living with your parents and you feel like you might get kicked out and i think that is a real concern for some people and you know you know your situation best and so if you feel like that's a concern at all wait, wait until you're in an independent place that whoever you're coming out to doesn't have the power over you, mm-hmm. that this could really make, like affect your life negatively. And I think that like when you are in a place that it won't, that you're not dependent on whoever it is that you're, you know, come out to a person that you know will be sympathetic first mm-hmm. and then go from there. Um, and, uh, and I think when you are in a place that you are independent, then it will only have positive consequences from there. And I think that, um, that you know, it's like... You should, you should, you know, it's a cost benefit. So it's like, you know, will this short term hurting a relationship possibly? And I think in most cases it won't. So you're going to be pleasantly surprised. But I don't think that it's 100%. So I think that like err on the side of caution. But um, will this like short term hurting of the relationship um, like be better in the long run because I'll feel better about my ability to connect with this person? Right. And that's something that like that you don't let anybody else, like you can talk to other people about it. But ultimately, you know, like trust your gut, mm-hmm. and that's the the best thing. And then also just make sure that it's a, a good situation, mm-hmm. um, and that you're not putting like your lively, you know, your living situation or your life or your safety in jeopardy in order to do it. Nice. Yeah. Snaps. Yeah, I agree with all that. And just to add on, like right now, the it's hard to you know separate all this from the political climate, and mm-hmm. I think you know now more than ever it, it is you are making a statement just by being your authentic self. And just to always remember that too. It's like you're in the unique position of being an, an example to others who might not be as accepting as, other, you know, like, especially like in your family to show 
like by being just just truly by being your authentic self that like this is this is just who I am, you know, and there's nothing I can do about it. So either you can accept me for who I am and like and see me as a person. And you know, we've seen that in there there are examples of like senators and stuff who have like changed their position based on like a family member. They had no idea, like, oh, you know, now I'm I'm cool with it. So right. like so never uh uh underestimate the power that you have just by being your authentic self. Right? And, and just to add, add to that, I agree with all of that. I would just say that like, even though like not everybody, it's not the right time for everybody to come out this moment, but because of that, it's more incumbent on those of us who have the ability to come out, to come out and not yeah. just one kind of person or gay person. Cause there's like a plethora of gay people. You know, it's like there are doctors and lawyers and scientists and astronauts and, and dancers and hairstylists. And they're all equally valid gay people. And some of them are monogamous relationships or no relationships or, you know, or, you know, like, uh, you know, have, want to have kids and families and white pick fence and are religious, you know? So it's like, it, it it's, it becomes the, coming out because the most powerful when the, uh, the diversity of the community, um, mm-hmm. is represented. And right. so that's, what's the most powerful thing about it. And that's what makes us more than a stereotype, but makes us like, you know, uh, you know, living, breathing human beings. Right. Um, I just also thought of one more thing I want to say about coming out in terms of, like, Hollywood and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I would just like to publicly say on here, like, uh, I really hope that more people in the industry less and less feel that fear of coming out um, publicly if you're an actor, a director, a writer. Um, and I feel like it's awesome that people like you guys are making stuff so that um, the the eyes of Hollywood or wherever can look to people like you to give those opportunities to. Because something I bring up a lot on the, sh- the podcast is, you know, um, gay people not being cast as gay, uh, as gay characters, straight people playing those roles, or same with transgender roles. i um, spoken to a couple people on this about that. Mm-hmm. And um, come out or not come out, but, like, thank you for coming out and making stuff. I think that that, uh, I hope, and I'm putting my energy out there for y'all that those opportunities and the money and the, the help to, um, support and facilitate the, uh, makings of queer shit that you guys can do. Um, and just broadly, you know, to all the other queer artists who might be listening. Um, but basically I was just saying for all of Hollywood to come out. So that's that. Um, so, it's come to that time during the podcast where we're finished, but I like to do my like James Liptony questions oh, that yeah. I, I ask a bunch of questions. Um, I you know, uh, it's, and he's still on. I don't. I, no, I, I, I don't know. I think he's like I really. Loved that show. I loved oh my that show. god! But that was me too. years ago. Um, yeah, do he you, was on for years. Okay, I know. he had a great run. He did. Oh my god, yeah, I love it. I think he's still on, you guys. I feel like maybe he has like limited engagements. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter for immediate purposes. It very much matters. I'm going to pause the podcast. (laughs) Um, Okay, so. They're just, you know, you've seen, so you've seen it, right? The James Lipton questions. Don't think too hard. Uh, um, You know, let's just hit it. What is your favorite word? I like the word vehement. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I just think... Uh, Could you use that in a sentence? I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it means like forceful <laughs> yeah. or... Uh, 
Yeah, um, and I, I think the silent H has something to do with it. Mm. Um, okay. Wow. Um, I've never <laughs> been asked that. Uh, as a kid, I always used the, I was just obsessed with the word cornucopia. Okay, yes. Like it just said like a nice little like <laughs> just rhythm to it and a lot of like cuss sounds and I liked that. So. We really like plosives. Exactly. That's a gay thing. Though. Love it. Yeah. Love a plosive. <laughs> if you if you put plosive your two words together, it could almost kind of be a drag name, like vehement cornucopia. Oh, or corn- yeah. Oh, that's good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, what's your least favorite word? Moist. Mm-hmm. Um, apathy. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I always do this where I like... Midterms that. are coming up. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Snaps. Um, okay. What inspires you most? Um, just seeing others, especially like peers and stuff, just make their own stuff and not waiting for somebody get to give them the green light or give them money or something. just like making stuff themselves and just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. That's really inspiring to me. Um, I, I think just anybody like taking a risk in their life, like um, for something they believe in, I think that's really inspiring. Also the Jane Fonda documentary. The Jane Fonda documentary. Super that's inspiring. literally what I was thinking of when I was thinking of it. <laughs> we oh just god. watched it. I it's just watched fantastic. it too. Oh my god. And actually I'm going to change my answer. I would think like, uh, like, uh, What's the word? Like reckless honesty, I actually find really inspiring. Interesting. I feel like that's what, reckless is maybe the wrong word for it, but um, like uninhibited honesty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What is your favorite emotion? Happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said penis. <laughs> what was love? I was love. I think. Yeah. Okay. Joy. Love. Yeah. Oh, That's the married couple. Love it. Yeah, it's like it's sitting the farthest possibly away from each other we can. I know. <laughs> it's true. Uh, um, he's just scooching over. Um, the he's the opposite of the cast director. That's why we work. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, okay, so what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Um, passion. Uh, yeah, I'd say like, and that answers all three, like, um, or an excitement. I think like that just like somebody like excited to like start the day, um, like get into something and saying yes to things. That's four answers, but yeah. It's kind of mine too. Passion. And again, to steal from myself earlier, it's just seeing people just make it themselves. Like that's just something very, uh, uh, sexy about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all should date. I don't know if you yeah, thought about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so what turns you off? Uh, uh, prolonged negativity. A little negativity is okay. I mm-hmm. fall prey to it, but prolonged negativity. Do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say like complaining, I think, is a turn off. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> uh, if you could have dinner, <laughs> if you could have dinner with any artist, living or dead, who would it be? Uh, 
This is the thing. Okay, so the answer would be Barbara Streisand, but I feel like it wouldn't go well. Why? So I don't know. I just I just don't know that our personalities would mesh. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I'd love to be wrong. I think she's amazing and incredible. Yeah. And so if I knew it could go well, I think I would say Barbara Streisand. If not, <laughs> Noel Coward I okay. think is up there. And how long have you known you were gay? <laughs> exactly. But I like I well this is I when you when you grow up in like a Jewish household though like my, my like my dad like took me to see Yentl like multiple times yeah. and like loves Broadway and his dad too. Oh, like, Manny Patinkin and Manny Patinkin. Patinkin. Oh my gosh. Let me talk. Yeah. Um, oh yes. Oh, uh, Robin Williams and or um, Oscar Wilde. Yes. Yeah. Love. Um, yeah, I don't know why they haven't made a great... I mean, there's been a play about Oscar Wilde and his mm-hmm. trial, but I don't know why they haven't made a movie about it. Um, yeah. Because that story is cool. Awesome. I mean, tragic, but cool. Yeah. Um, I just like... Yeah. I mean, all of his quotes, they're just so wise and deep. And, yes. Like, yeah. One of my favorites, I think... Um, well, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, life is too important to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, he said... I, I, the, oh, I forgot the exact phrasing, but it's something like every woman becomes, every girl becomes their mother. That's their tragedy. No man does. Mm-hmm. That's theirs. Oh, which I think was so. Which that. is not true for me because I'm so my mom. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't know. That's, there's a lot to unpack there. It's arguably know. problematic yeah. very much of its time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a mama's boy too, so. Um, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, creating something amazing would be... Uh, yeah, I think that would be the goal. And also being kind. I think, like, being a good person. Those two things. Um, hopefully that, uh, they just brought a smile to people's faces mm-hmm. occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most I could hope for. Love that. What is your favorite part about being queer? I, I mean... I'm, I'm trying to think how to phrase this because there's so much. There's so much that I love about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the idea that um, you can, that you understand on a visceral level that you can choose your family and that like you can have uh, the idea that like you can feel completely in a moment you can feel completely alienated from your actual family and feel completely um, like akin to people that are strangers and that like. And that that can just happen, and that um, and that it makes you realize that the world really is about perception. That there isn't any kind of like absolute reality, or at least the constructive narratives that we're given for um, for how the world is are not so cut and dry. And so I think it just it, it gives you that perspective about things mm-hmm. um, that I think is really powerful. Yeah, there's uh, also a certain level of like just. Uh, comfortability uh, that you know I, I think it's from years and years of except if you're rockless and mm-hmm. never having to be in the closet <laughs> but from years of being in the closet like having to be somebody else but even like now when you know we're a certain like even to bring it full circle what we were talking about earlier about our relationship it's not like feeling like we can't quite just be ourselves around you know certain people but when we're around like that's true. other yeah. gay people it's just like 
it's it's just like huh, like these are my people like the, so it's just right. it's just comfortable and fun and um there's just there's just a lot of joy in that simplicity mm-hmm. and my last question which is the heavy one what is queer oh fuck um i think it's uh realizing that um that like that you have more power over the rules than you thought you did. Mm-hmm. So that there is like there is no one way and you have the power to create your way. Man, that's a good answer. <laughs> that's totally smart. Good. Yeah. It's just kind of yeah, paving your own outside the boxness and not fitting into because, you know, that people fall into that trap too, like that you're like, oh now I have to be a part of like the queer community and like do that. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. being unabashedly yourself right and letting that morph you know constantly so it's kind of like that's why it lines up so much with being an artist it's right. like you, you find what your like your thing is but that has to I believe that that has to evolve and has to change as like mm-hmm. you grow as a person um, and that's also why we love like Barbara Streisand and Lady Gaga and Grace Jones and like because they're like because yeah. they're weirdos and they're like and they're like so themselves and unique and don't exactly point, yeah. they don't look normal they don't act normal you know nothing about you know so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we mentioned Lady Gaga before the end of the episode. <laughs> 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 um, thank God. You know, get that Oscar beach. Um, okay, well. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being my first couple podcast and for just, you know, hanging out and getting to know you better and sharing these amazing stories that I cannot wait to listen back to and for everyone else to hear. Um, And also to thank you for sharing a piece of what you guys have created with the Queer Pulp event happening at Akbar October 19th. Um, you know, it's happening very soon. So I don't know if the people here listening are going to be able to be there, but, um, being a part of the first kind of event for the podcast is cool to me. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for having yeah. Us. yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, and I really believe everyone should watch Michael and Michael because not only Michael, Michael are gay, not only because um, it's uh, hilarious, but also it's, um, you could learn something. Uh, you, I think you could take stuff away from it. Uh, I did. So, um, you. can you tell us where we can watch it? What the, what, where we can find you guys online? Well, uh, we are, we have a YouTube channel, um, which is, I uh, mean, I think it's youtube.com slash Michael and Michael are gay all okay. spelled out. Yeah. Um, or you can Instagram at X two Michaels, mm-hmm. um, Facebook, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Michael and Michael are gay. Um, and then you, that'll link to um, our episode and, uh, and our trailer. And then more episodes will be released on there in November. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, I'll link it all, too, when I post it, uh, this. And, yeah, so Michael Feldman, Michael Rockless, y'all are angels. So glad to have connected. Thanks, buddy. Thanks Thank for you. being here. And that's about it. Cool. Did it. Bye. 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 And there you have it. Michael and Michael are gay. Uh, I love these guys. They are so freaking funny. As you can probably tell, I laughed most of this episode. Um, Their stories, their journey, their relationship is just just 
filled with comedy, also a lot of heart and love. So please do yourself a favor. Go check out their show. Michael and Michael are gay. You can find them on Instagram at x2michaels. Also, each of their Instagrams, Michael Rockless, Michael J. Feldman. They have they post all their stuff as well as just like really funny content. So go check it out. Follow Queer and Art on Instagram and Facebook at Queer and Art. You can email us queerandart at gmail.com. You can find me, Frankie Craft, at Frankie Craft. Please rate, subscribe, comment. We need as much support as we can get. Thank you for supporting queer artists. Theme music by Joey Polari. This podcast is brought to you by Sammy Girl Productions. Hey, Friday, Queer Pulp, our first event, Akbar, 7 p.m., October 19th. Free, five film screenings, five short films. All LGBT artists about stories that happen after coming out. You don't want to miss it. Please join us. Take care of yourselves. Thanks. Thanks.